0: of Acts chapter 13. Acts 13 we are reading verse verse 2 and 4 act 13 verse 2 and 4 then we will jump from 19 from 13 to 19 and we'll read verse 6 and 7 if you are there, say, Amen. All right. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and set them off. Amen. We will jump to 19. The same book of Acts 19, we are reading from 6 to 7. 19:6 to 7. When Paul placed his hand on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Hallelujah. We can see the discovery of these special people. Today will be a day that God will discover some of us again. Hallelujah. Be in expectation even as the man of God that has been prepared to share the word of God with us, I suppose the word, you receive your portion. Reverend Dr. Ajay Mensah is our pastor, is our friend, is our brother. We love him, we loved him. He's here to go streets. He's just streets on the word. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Press on. Victory. And a very good morning to all of you this Sunday morning. It's the Lord's day, and we have gathered in his presence to worship him, enjoy him, and also to receive from him this morning. I pray that you prepare your hearts as God's word come to you, and that you leave this building empowered, equipped, to do what God bids you to do. Let's bow down our heads and go before this, our great God, in prayer. Our Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank and bless your holy name that today you gave us our lives. We didn't go anywhere. We came to your house. worship you to celebrate your goodness your faithfulness your loving kindness and your mercies towards us as we turn our thoughts and our attention to your word this morning we pray Lord you will speak to us we came because of you we we have gathered unto you therefore Lord come through, manifest your presence, and speak to us through your word. Lord, just set me aside and speak to your people, including myself. I ask you for grace to preach and teach this morning. The unction that comes from you alone, I'm just a messenger. Help me carry out your message this morning. I ask this even in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in the third quarter 2021. Our team this year is Living by the Spirit. The third quarter team is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The life of the church. When we say the body life of the church, we are talking about what the church does that make her tick. You go to the book of Acts, saying they were in prayer, Bible study, breaking of bread, and in fellowship. Encouraging one another, comforting one another, and helping and supporting one another. Taking care of the needs of the body. So there is a body life. And this body life is empowered by the Holy Spirit. When the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost, spiritual gifts were given to the church. When I say the church, the human beings who gave their life to Jesus Christ and living their life for Him, He poured blessings Blessings of spiritual gifts upon the church. And therefore, for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to be effective in the church, these spiritual gifts must be deployed. First, it must be discovered in our individual lives and then be deployed so that we can equip the church Grow the church, grow the people in the church, and prepare the church for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, we're looking at the theme this morning the Holy Spirit directs the missionary activities of the early church. Holy Spirit directs the missionary activities where the gospel must be preached. Jesus before going to heaven after the resurrection met the disciples and gave them the great commission. All power is given to me in heaven, on earth. Therefore go in my name, in my authority preach the gospel. When they believe, baptize them. After baptism, baptism, Teach them to observe all that I have taught you. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, the great teacher will be with you. Then he said, okay, this instruction that I have given you, don't carry it out yet. But go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. And when that power comes upon you, you will receive when the Holy Spirit comes, you receive power, and you be my witnesses. You will testify of my goodness. You will testify of the reason why I came on earth. The word "power" the Greek rendering is dunamis. Dunamis we get the English word dynamite. So you have dynamite in your spirit. You can't sit until you go and be my witnesses. You go and testify about me. That I have come. I'm the savior of the world. I'm the one. The way, the truth and the life. Have come as a bridge. To carry you. To the heavenly father. You lost that fellowship. So the church. Business. The main business of the church. Which the Lord has empowered. Giving all spiritual resources. For this this business is, somebody will say, it is to care for the members, to visit the sick, to pray for them, to take care of people at important transitions in their life, such as marriage, childbirth, death of a loved one, some would also say that the church is here to provide guidance and comfort for people at important times no doubt these are functions of the church however I will argue that these functions are not the core business of the church the core business of the church is to evangelize the world go and make the nations my disciples. So the church is always in danger of slipping into maintenance mentality where the church focuses on maintaining what we have. We forget about the law, lo- the loss. When we offer our services to the body of Christ, it is perfectly all right. But the core business of the church in addition to all that we do for ourselves, encouraging ourselves, praying for one another, and supporting one another, is to evangelize the world. And this enterprise, the Holy Spirit directs it. Hallelujah. The evangelization of the world, the Holy Spirit is the one who directs the evangelization of the world. We often think that the church is here for us. We forget we are the church and we are here for the lost world. Amen. I heard a story about the church, a little Baptist church in England where the membership was up to 68 and then they hired a young dynamic pastor who came with all the passion to win souls. He was going from street to street, train station to train station, giving trucks out. Then the deacons of the church called him. He so said, my friend, we brought you here to take care of us. We don't need any addition to our numbers. Your job is to maintain us. Hallelujah. And The reason was that they have ensured the church, the sitting capacity up to sixty-eight. So if you add another number, you are breaching the contract of the insurance. Hallelujah. This is not what the church is here to do. The church is to evangelize the world. There was, there's a city in the United States called Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the state of Pennsylvania, where they built a huge post office and then the governor of the state came to commission the post office in pomp and pageantry and after the whole ceremony the following day somebody went to the post office to mail a letter and to the embarrassment of the engineers something was missing the post box where people put in their letter was not added to the big edifice. The name of the building is post office. The avenue, the outlet for posting the letter was not added to the edifice. And that's the point I'm trying to make. That the church is here to do so many things. So, so many things. We celebrate each other, we encourage each other, we pray for the sick, we, we we do deliverance, we do so many things, but the reason why the church is here is to evangelize the world. Take care of the loss, prepare those who do not know Jesus. When we go to communion, we say, Jesus, commission uh, as long as you do this, remember the reason why I came on earth. What is the reason why Jesus came on earth? To save the lost. The son of man came to seek and to find and to save the lost and give his life as a ransom for the lost. So the church has no business being in business if they are not winning souls and nurturing them discipling them in obedience to the commission that Jesus gave. Hallelujah. There is this man called Raf Winter. Ralph Winter is a missiologist. Missiologist is a person who studied missions. And he's made a profound statement. He said, a going church is a growing church. A church that does not go will not grow. The joy of being a child of God is to share your faith. Be passionate, enthusiastic about what Christ has done, what Christ is doing in your life. You want to share for everybody to come to know Him. There are so many avenues, so many contacts that you have. Technologies are available to share the gospel. So, God is a missionary, the Bible is a missionary book. The gospel is a missionary message and the church is a missionary institution. When the church ceases to, be, to do missions, when the church ceases to be mission-minded, it has betrayed its trust. The trust that Jesus gave to the church is missions. Evangelization of this world, this broken world, this sin-depraved world. Wickedness is increasing. Somebody can look at your face and shoot you. It's increasing. Satan is desperate. Jesus is coming again. And therefore, we need, number one, to be mission-minded and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit to direct mission activities in our church. Essentially, the church has many responsibilities, but only one mission, and that is evangelization of all nations. So the passage that we read this morning talks about some believers have gathered, and they were praying, worshiping, praising, ministering to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit, the director of missions, spoke. The Spirit is not just a force, it's a person he can speak. He can be grieved. So the Spirit said separate for me Paul or Saul and Barnabas for the work that I have for them. So he has a plan, itinerary, agenda. For the gift that he has distributed to all of us in the church. And where he wants to place each one of us. To do what he has commissioned us as a church to do. Hallelujah. So, I'm sharing just four things. I don't preach long. The first thing is, the Holy Spirit is the initiator of missions. He initiates where we should go. Where the the field is white. He raised laborers when we pray to him. As he commanded the disciples. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. The harvest is ripe. The fields are white. We need people to go. So he initiates missions. He initiates evangelistic activities. When we yield to him. When we are focused on him. When we are sensitive to his leading as a church, as individual believers. So the Holy Spirit issued a call for missions. The Holy Spirit speaks. He is not some impersonal force, but rather a person fully God and is the divine initiator of missions. Separate me, Paul and Barnabas. There was a time Paul Paul and um, Timothy and other believers they wanted to go from place to place. They have an itinerary and agenda to go. And the Bible said the Spirit of Jesus stopped them. They have everything neatly planned that from here, Bithynia, we go here, from here, we go here. But the Spirit of Jesus stopped them. Why? The Holy Spirit was directing the affairs of their missionary journey. And then Paul went to sleep and had a vision somebody in Macedonia say, come over and help us in Macedonia. Paul wake up and say, brothers, we are going to Macedonia. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has spoken, the Holy Spirit has directed and we are going to Macedonia. That's where we are needed most. Holy Spirit directs missions. Again, Holy Spirit gives selective calling. Selective calling. He gives us gifts. Among the people that were praying and ministering He called Paul And Barnabas He selected them In our missionary agenda We should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit To select us People from among us And send us To where He wants us to go It is worth our attention To know that The call came while they were ministering It is always that way. When God looks for a man or a woman for ministry work, he looks for those who are in service. Who are serving. Who are passionate about the things of God. The word ministry means Paul and Barnabas were serving. Humble servants are the kind of persons God wants to use. Those who who roll their sleeves and give their resources come out of their discomfort and say, Lord, I will honor you with everything that I have. My time, my knowledge, ability that you have given me, wisdom that I have acquired, intellect that I have acquired, I will put at your disposal. Use me. That's how God is looking for. These are the people that God is looking for. God does not dust off people from the shelf who have not been doing anything. He uses the ones that are already in service. You cannot go and be on a bookshelf and God say, I want somebody to send. Then he picks you and dust you off and put you out there. You have no experience. You haven't gone through challenges before. Your gifts that he has given you are dormant. They are not shopping. God will not pick you. You pick those who have rolled down their sleeves and they are already serving. Anywhere you find yourself. See yourself there as a missionary. Your vocation comes second place. You come among people. You are serving them. You are using your profession to serve them. Remember that you are a missionary. You are an evangelist. The best thing you can do, give to your clients is introduce them to Jesus Christ. Number two, the Holy Spirit issues specific calling. Pastor said, say, the work to which I have called them. The calling to service was made before it was announced. He has already called you, gifted you, programmed you, to function in certain area of ministry. So you have been worried through all your life experience. We call it ship. Everything that you have gone through in this life, God is going to champion on it to fulfill his purpose and plan for your life. To accomplish his purpose for your life and for my life. They were not called to choose their own fields. They were called to be missionaries. Paul and Barnabas were called to go to embark on missionary journeys, visiting towns and cities and planting churches on their tray. The Holy Spirit directed them. He gave them gifts to do what he has commissioned them to do. They were not called to choose their own fields, God has specific work for them to do. Just as God did not call anyone, He did not call them to do just anything. God had a certain ministry work in mind when He called Paul and Barnabas into His service. That is His service. You don't have a ministry than the ministry of God. You don't work for God, you work with God. You walk and work in step with God. When you are sensitive to his leading and guidance, he will use you to accomplish his purpose. So the Holy Spirit directs missionary activities. is what we are discussing this morning. That he call specifically for certain things based on the gifts that he has given you, experiences that he has taken you through in your life, the way he has wired you as your personality type, your shape is what he will use to accomplish his purpose and his glory. So you don't work for God. You work with God. You don't have a ministry. You are in God's ministry. The fact that God's calling is selective and specific is encouraging because it reaffirms How personal God's purpose and plan is for each and every one of us. Personal, God knows you, He knows your DNA, the way you are, the way He created you. It affirms what He will use Brother A to do, He will not use Brother B to do. Because He has given us gifts things that He gives us passion, that give us drive. As far as His kingdom business is concerned, God has a plan, a personal plan for you. Your does not fit anywhere or with anyone's plan. All you need to do is to seek His face and ask Him to guide you and direct you. When He placed that ministry there, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart. Seek his grace. Seek his blessings. Seek his favor. Seek his unction. And do what he has called you to do, wired you to do, programmed you to do. And the place he placed you to do, to to work for him. You don't challenge. We don't challenge ourselves and bite each other with our spiritual gifts, competing with each other. You don't matter. I matter. There's just some more illustration that I give. One day before a carpenter entered a carpentry shop, the two decided to have a meeting. And they were biting each other. You hammer, you are too wicked. Get away from here. You ruler, you are so holy, you measure everybody according to your standard. If they don't match, you blast them. On and on, on and on and on, they were arguing and telling each other how bad each other, each person is. Fighting among themselves. While they at it, the carpenter entered. He put a apron around himself and started to work. And guess what? Let's say he's building this edifice, this pulpit. He employed hammer. He employed saw. He employed rule. And all the tools, he used each one of them to do specific things to raise the pulpit. Then it was long time. He took off his apron, went out for lunch. As soon as he left, all the tools came to a meeting again. They said, "Brothers, did you see what the master did? He used me. He used you. He used all of us. We all contributed in building this edifice. And therefore." We are liberas together with God. Abrahambra, are you here? Lis together with God. We don't bite each other. I'm better than you. My, my gifts are power. Your gifts are numb. God gave you that gift. Just focus on yours and use it to serve Him, so that when he come, he will say, "You faithful servant." You did what I commissioned you to do. Hallelujah. It's encouraging, it reaffirms how personal God's purpose and plan is for each and every one of us. Number three Christians are invested in missions, the gospel is free. delivering the gospel is very expensive because we are in a material world and all the resources here belongs to God. Whatever we have belongs to him. We are just holding on to it just as stewards. We need to be faithful stewards and invest in missions. That is a heartbeat of God. The core business of the church is evangelization of the world, the lost world. And therefore, we live in this material world. Whatever God has blessed us materially. Together with the spiritual gift that he has given us, we need to invest in missions. As the Holy Spirit directs, and the resources are needed, we need to make investment from the resources that God has given us. When we do that, we will be obedient children. The sending of missionaries is church-centered, church-supplied, and church-supervised. The Great Commission is a call and command to every believer, go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them, go preach, teach, baptize. It is a command, a call and command to every believer. Therefore, we need to make investments. Adopt a mission field. Plant a church there. Support a missionary. Buy instruments to start a church. Commit to pray. Intercede for the work on the mission field. I read Billy Graham Decision Magazine some years back. And he said, he was going to do crusades. And a rich man, a very rich man, called him and said, I want to underwrite all the crusades that you have planned. And he told him, thank you, but no thank you. He said, why? I have the money. I want to pay for everything. He said, no. He said, I have people hundreds and thousands of people who send me five dollars, two dollars, ten dollars this and I put it all together and any dollar that they send they add, I am praying for you Hallelujah so you don't just give money and fold your arms, you need to also invest prayer because it's a spiritual warfare if you don't pray you won't break the grounds Hallelujah so every believer is to be part of The gospel being preached to all the nations. How is this possible? Purses and wallets have to be opened. Not every person is called to go to mission field, yet every believer can be a partner with those who are called by making contributions that enable the missionary to go. Adopt a mission field adopt a missionary, adopt evangelization programs say Lord this is what I'm giving I'm pushing and I'm praying is your purse and wallet open are you giving so that those whom God has called can go is there some missionary serving on the field today who can say I am here because of so and so gave That is the business that we have. Money, resources, gifts, spiritual gifts, talents, intellectual abilities, opportunities that we have should be invested in missions. Number four, prayers have to be offered. I just said it. Prayer have to be offered. These believers not only opened their purses and wallets, but they also offered their prayers. Who is on your giving and praying list? Question you need to ask yourself, I need to ask myself. Who is in your giving and praying list as far as missions is concerned? As far as evangelization of the lost world is concerned? Who is on your giving and praying list? Came here this morning to challenge you. The core business of the church, the core business of the Christian, the believer as individual, is missions. Is to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. Are you giving? Are you praying? Are you witnessing? One of the most significant points here is that it was the local church who sent the early missionaries out. Point out to accountability. If money is raised in the local church and the missionaries is sent out there, the missionaries come back and give account of his or stewardship. The miracles, things that happen on the mission field, churches that have been planted, souls that have been worn, come back and share, we call it a testimony night, praise night where we celebrate what God has done, what God will do when we obey and go. It is not about us, it's about him. And he said, power is given to me, authority is given to me. Go in my name. The book of Mark renders, you will walk on scorpions and serpents, and when somebody tries to poison you or contaminate you, it will not have any effect on you because I have overcome the world. And then he added, Lord, I will be with you to the end. I will never leave your side. I will never forsake you. I will be with you when you are walking in obedience for me. I will be with you. When demonic powers of darkness confront you, they will have to deal with me. When they try to contaminate you, it will not have any effect on you. Because I have authority in heaven, on earth. And therefore, go. It's a matter of obedience. The Lord, I say yes, I will go. Paul and Barnabas will later return to the church in Antioch and report to the church about their missionary journeys because they were sent by the church. So you don't take money and give to somebody who says, I'm a self styled evangelist and I can't, I, I'm not accountable to anybody. You must be an authority, ascending authority, which is a local church where you can come and account for your stewardship. What the Lord has done on the field. The Holy Spirit directs missions. He directs missionary activities and the church must focus on what God has called the church, the local church to do. So I've I've shared four things. In summary, I said the Holy Spirit is the initiator of missions. The Holy Spirit issues specific calling. Christians are investors in missions. Christians ought to be investors in missions. And prayer has to be offered. Very key. Jesus said, Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray that God will call. God will, will, will empower people and give them gifts. Will stay their gifts. Because the field are white. We see wickedness all around us. Those who are attacking um, bullion vans and killing people, if they knew Christ, that will know what they will be doing. Hallelujah. The field are white, and we need to take the core business of the church very seriously. In conclusion, if the business of the church is not about God's kingdom business, the church has no business being in business. It sounds dramatic. Every Christian within these confines of the local church is to be personally and actively involved in Christ's command to go into all the world and preach the gospel. can do it in diverse ways. Praying, giving, interceding, witnessing, taking opportunity with your client, and sharing the most important thing that you can do for them. That they come to know Christ and have eternal life. Beloved, there is nothing you do in this world that will follow you to eternity. Something I say all the time. Nothing. Anything you can touch and see is not permanent. The only thing that will follow you to eternity is the things you do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The things you do, intrinsic value, things that you can't handle, but you are doing it. The love, the kindness, the obedience to the command of Christ, the sharing of your faith, These are the things that will follow you from this material world to eternity. The business of the church is to do missions. The business of the Christian is to share witness about Jesus Christ. If God wills, if God wills the evangelization of the world and you and I refuse to support missions, then you and I are directly opposing the will of God. When the Holy Spirit directs and we and, 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 and select people and we do not open our purses and wallets and, and go into prayer and intercede for them, we are directly opposing the will of God for His church. The supreme task of the church is evangelization of the world, and the Holy Spirit directs this task. Amen The supreme tax The church can do many things But the supreme tax That the commander The couple Has given to the church Is evangelization Of The world The lost world And the Holy Spirit Will always direct this If we will Focus on him And Do what he calls us to do May the Lord bless us And strengthen us this morning as we ponder on these things and pray about it a little bit this morning so that we can live here with a resolution to do what Christ has called us to do. Let's just bow down our heads.
2: Thank you for a glorious day. Thank you for the assembly of your saints. Thank you, Lord, that we've been able to glorify you and exalt you to have been able to bring our resources to to your storehouse, almighty God. And thank you for the word that came. Father, word to encourage us. Word to help us refocus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that. So even as we leave Father, help us to go home remembering who we are and what you've called us to do. Oh, Lord, to remember that we are going out this week with your authority that you have given to us, your authority, authority to speak on your behalf, authority to be ambassadors to the world, authority to bring the good news to people, authority almighty God to live as you have called us to live and father I pray those who you have ordained to receive eternal life bring them along our way almighty God and help us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know Lord when you tell us to approach somebody and give them the word so Lord we thank you may we not forget what we've heard today Lord, may we not leave any wisdom we have heard today in this room. But Lord, even as we go, go with everything and tell others, thank you. We thank you that we have your power for the week. And Lord, we know that you will be with us in our going out and our coming in. That Lord, we are those who would inherit salvation. So Lord, we pray that you are ministering angels to be with us. For they are there to serve us those who would inherit salvation. And now children of the Most High, redeemed of the Lord, special in His sight, but with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. As you go today, know who you are. Do not apologize for who you are and do not be ashamed of the gospel. And may the mighty God creator of the heavens and the earth, who knows you through and through, bless and keep you. May he be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you. Look at him when he dies. And you will see love written all over him for you. And know that he gives you his peace, which is his shalom, his rest, his wholeness, May that be your portion this day, even as you live for him. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have we prayed with thanksgiving. And the children of the Lord said, the redeemed of the Lord said, and those who go boldly into the world said, and amen. Let us go and serve the Lord.